0: Welcome to Talking Health Tech, my name is Peter Birch, and this is a podcast of conversations with key players and influencers to promote innovation and collaboration for better healthcare enabled by technology. With me today is Chris Norton, Head of Strategy, Business Development and Advisory Services at Telstra Health. There, he leads a team to drive clear, executable strategy, engage and understand customer problems, and provide advice and solutions which help make a difference for the industry, the customers and the clients. He's a senior healthcare executive who has over 20 years of experience in health, pharmaceuticals and life science industries across Asia Pacific. He's worked in frontline care delivery through to executive management positions in hospitals, as well as holding senior leadership positions in healthcare consulting with PwC in Australia, New Zealand and Southeast Asia. Hey Chris, how are you going?
1: Good, Pete, thanks for having me.
0: Good, excellent, thanks for joining in. You're in sunny Bris Vegas, is that right?
1: I am in sunny Bris Vegas and it's lovely at the moment. Excellent. Starting to warm up. Perfect
0: as we lead into the end of the year, and it'd be great to delve into what you're doing now at Telstra Health and all that. So let's firstly just learn a little bit more about yourself. Chris, what's your background?
1: I started in healthcare over 20 years ago as a nurse in the public sector in Queensland. And I got into nursing because as a child, I spent a fair bit of time in hospital and had some amazing professionals look after me. It was through that experience that I sort of realized what sort of positive impact that healthcare professionals can have on people's lives and, and that sort of drove me towards a career in healthcare so that I could be involved and in, be part of that. So over the past 20 years, I've had the pleasure of working with and in frontline healthcare delivery roles, being part of sort of executive management teams in hospitals, jumping into healthcare consulting in PwC and getting to work and live across Australia New Zealand and across Asia. And then about a year ago I had the opportunity to join Telstra Health and I now have the pleasure of working with a number of very talented teams looking after those functions that you talked about, Mm -hmm. so strategy, business development and advisory. I love being part of Telstra Health because I really get to use my industry knowledge that I got from that first nursing experience through to my consulting experience and part of work we do is really helping customers sort of discover, define, solve their complex problems and challenges to improve, you know, access, efficiency, safety, quality of care through digital enablement.
0: And so you guys are launching a a new advisory services business now. What's that? And why has that been launched?
1: Yeah, we are. And our advisory services business is a digital health consulting business, you know, and it's designed to support our customers in navigating the complexity of digital healthcare and helping them to make strategic choices around how digital health offerings can enable them to achieve their business goals. And our customers were asking for the support of our highly skilled team members in a range of areas more broad than what our traditional products and solution offerings were. So as an example, as a health software and technology company that lives and breathes architecture, development and security, we could play a role in supporting them in things like what's the best enterprise architecture that they could look like for their organisation how could they be thinking about connecting up their digital ecosystem and enable safe and quality care and be ready towards you know, new virtual care models coming through? Mm. So we really launched it, uh, the advisory office to, to work alongside our partners and customers and help them in addressing those sort of complex challenges that they face and supporting them through what role can health software and technology play
0: yeah okay so it's really it's those big problems and those big ones that involve multiple stakeholders and probably a lot of data or a lot of moving parts so having someone like yourselves to be able to guide through that process i mean tell me a bit more about the specific challenges or common issues that you think will be addressed using the advisory services
1: yes so so we've set up obviously the advisory business to focus on three broad areas to start with and, and this is in response to a range of challenges that a number of businesses face and the three areas are First being digital healthcare strategy and governance. And this is really so digital technologies offer a huge potential to support the transformation of healthcare and to help resolve long-standing issues with increasing demand, results of aging populations, chronic disease, increasing expectations. And so providers and policymakers on the front line see the possibilities for new and different ways of working and the number of technologies are growing by day by day. So how do you think about and make strategic choices and where do you invest the time and the resources is sort of the questions they're asking. So in sort of response to that, we're looking at supporting you know, the strategy development and planning, the digital roadmap development, program evaluation. So how do you evaluate what the success of a digital program that you put in, where are the options for innovation and emerging technologies, and that's sort of to name a few the second area is really around digital health enablement and one of the big challenges for health providers is managing it in a rapidly changing healthcare environment it has its obviously its own sets of challenges and a distinct capability set that encompasses it operations and governance architecture cybersecurity And we're seeing that clinical care is becoming increasingly more reliant on the technology. So the effective management of IT and healthcare is quite critical. In this area, we've set up functions to support customers in terms of their IT operating model, their enterprise architecture, cyber and information security, application development, agile transformation and cloud transformation. And the third area is really in digital enablement for operational improvement. So digital technologies provide significant opportunity to help improve patient outcomes and patients and clinician experience in a way that is both efficient and safe. And so we understand, though, that you know technology alone can't solve for these specific challenges um, and that digital solutions can only enable the delivery of real value when they're part of a broader improvement program that sort of examines how care is being delivered in a service or setting.
0: And so tell me, who specifically is it going to benefit and how, these advisory services? Yeah, so we're hopeful that it benefits particularly our customers and partners
1: and the citizens of Australia. So, you know, Australian healthcare system is under increasing demand and pressure. We've got ageing population. We've got inequalities in accessing care. There's new technologies and treatments coming out every day. We've got this big shift of the burden of disease coming from acute episodes to the management of chronic conditions. And what they do is they require more integrated more of care. So we see that digital health technology has a significant role to play in enabling healthcare providers to address these sort of challenges. You know, 2020 has been a very challenging year for lots of industries, but in in particular for the healthcare sector, with the industry having to adapt to what are the pressures and impacts of the pandemic. And this has driven an additional wave of demand for digitisation as health and aged care providers are looking to provide and care while dealing with the complexities of a pandemic. So government agencies, health and aged care providers are coming to us to seek our assistance in thinking about how health software and technology can enable them to deliver their services and improve access efficiency, safety and quality for citizens. And ultimately our advisory services is set up to support them in driving the outcomes that they're after and achieving a whole range of benefits.
0: Is the customer for the advisory services, are they hospitals or are there more kind of groups within healthcare that would be using your guys' services?
1: The customers will be a mixture of health and aged care providers and government agencies. So we see that, for example, hospitals have a big driver in terms of the digitization of their sector. But equally so, aged care is you know is also looking at how digitization can change the way that they deliver care and how it can improve that efficiency in their service delivery models, how it can improve the safety and quality. And I think the you know, Royal Commission outcomes will be interesting to see what they expect in terms of improving safety and quality in the aged care sector. Mm. But I see that digital will play a role in enabling and supporting that shift and change in the aged care sector.
0: So doing the advisory services stuff, does that essentially put you guys, not just as a creator of solutions, but also then providing like a consulting service to businesses? Is that essentially what it is?
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. So this is you know, not about our products and solutions, but it's really around customers who are seeking that they support and advice from people that have expertise in whether it be enterprise architects, you know, architecture, and we have a lot of architects, whether it be development, and we have a lot of developers, we have a you know dedicated cybersecurity team that looks at how do we look at cyber and information security in our own products and solutions but our customers were going well how do we get that support in relation to you know, products and solutions that might not be yours how do we think about that in our whole digital ecosystem that we operate in and that's where we sort up the advisory services to be able to provide a more holistic end-to-end function of support to them our bread and butter is still in products and solutions and platforms but we see this as becoming more than a vendor but a trusted partner of choice for providers
0: Yeah, that positioning makes sense to me. And does that mean as well that we'll probably see some kind of white papers or thought pieces from Telstra? I think there's already quite a few that come out every now and then, but would that be doubling down in 2021, seeing more kind of thought pieces from Telstra Health?
1: Yeah, we'll be looking to make sure that we provide our perspectives you know, to the market and trying to be part of that digital health conversation and really actually starting to try and drive the digital health conversation because only through talking about what role digital health can play can we actually move the whole sector forward. So we do, you know, for example, we've actually got something coming out in the next couple of weeks around virtual healthcare, which is really what role does virtual healthcare play and how do organisations think about moving towards virtual healthcare in the current environment. That's, you know, a particular one as an example.
0: Yeah, the virtual care thing is interesting, isn't it? Because when people think about telehealth in Australia, the first place people go is, well, you know, video call and that's all. And sorry, when, when people go to when think about digital health in Australia, they just go, oh, well, that's telehealth because of everything that's happened this year. So thinking about how that whole fits into the broader ecosystem and then the you know knock on effects for patients and for providers and everything, that's an interesting area to delve into.
1: Yeah, and I think broadening it out further to you know outside of telehealth was always the cornerstone, the the first piece that supported a lot of healthcare provision when people thought about virtual care solutions. But I think virtual care is actually starting to expand out a bit further and also include remote patient monitoring at scale. You know, we saw a lot of in the US where hospitals actually have no patients, and the patients are being cared for in their home by virtual care and command centers. And I think with the significant resources challenges that we have in Australia with the significant sparsity across a large geographical landscape providing quality access to services through virtual enablement means that we don't have to have patients traveling a couple of thousand kilometers to get the services that they need that they might be able to actually get that service delivery in their homes or closer to home
0: Mm. are there any examples that you've had recently where you've provided an advisory service to say organizations and then you know it's resulted in something they've implemented recently that you can talk about
1: Yeah, so we've recently done work with a large public health provider in New South Wales where we provided advisory support around how do they think about their virtual care and command centre and what they really wanted was for us to think about their virtual care strategy, what were the building blocks that they needed to put in place from based on where they currently were in their digital ecosystem to where they wanted to get to and driven heavily around access and capacity issues that they were constrained with in their environment, but also about providing more safe care and quality care in the home for their citizens that lived in their particular the cohort of location. So we provided support over a few months in terms of thinking about, well, based on their current construct where could they move to in terms of virtual care command center how could they set up the right enterprise architecture to get the information to flow appropriately you know from system to system and how could it really support that care delivery model in a safe and effective way
0: so why is telstra health deciding to launch this now would you say we decided to launch this now really in response to
1: the request of, of our health and aged care customers we are getting more and more requests to provide this type of support and we saw this as part of really becoming a trusted partner as opposed to a traditional health IT vendor and that we needed to set this up so that we could serve our customers in a really holistic way. Part of the reason I think we're getting more of these requests is that the pace of digitization in the sector is just rapidly increasing and. Organisations don't have the capacity or the capability in-house to deal with all the challenges that they've got in front of them while running their businesses. We're also seeing that customers want support from organisations that live and breathe health software and technology. And that can think about this in a way that they can actually translate that advice into practical solutions that can actually be implemented and that's where I think you know, we're seeing customers coming to us because they see that we do live and breathe that technology and we do and can provide a supportive role in things that will translate to helping their end customers.
0: And generally thinking about those that are checking out the show, you know, they might be in a, in a situation where they're in the health and aged care sectors and looking to reevaluate how they do things after such a disruptive year. It's such a big project to undertake. Where do you start with all of that kind of stuff?
1: It, yeah, it is, it is a big one and a big one always hard to consider. The potential that digital technology has to enable and support the health system improvement is being increasingly recognised. And as I mentioned, new and emerging technologies that can benefit patients, increase efficiencies and reduce costs and ultimately support healthcare providers is, you know, is delivering high quality and safe care. And technology, with it evolving at such a rapid pace, it can be quite difficult for clinicians, you know, patients, consumers and providers to sort of keep up with this change in how digital technologies can enable that healthcare delivery. And so we're seeing providers wanting to integrate technologies like virtual care, paperless systems, data analytics into their workflows and looking for the support and guidance on how this can be done, sort of leveraging previous experience. So ensuring health healthy organisation can respond to the critical challenges within the organisation, you know, or the external client, you with, know, for example, the, the global pandemic, it's sort of paramount to ensuring that high quality care can continue to be delivered, regardless of the surrounding circumstances or changes. I think one of the advice, you know, some of the bits sort of advice that I'd say, in order to really get the outcomes and benefits that you're seeking from health software and technology is it, it needs to be done in the context of the broader organisation and where the other organisation's at. Where, you know, that in, when I say where it's at, I mean in terms of the digital maturity of the organisation, whether it be the infrastructure that supports digital technology, whether it be the existing solution set, whether it be thinking through the workflows and how they're considered within the broader context of the organisation. But most importantly, in relation to people and the workforce and where they are in terms of their digital maturity, so that's probably, I think, one of the things you need to think of that broader context. And then the other bit of advice would be start with the end in mind. So where do you want to get to in terms of the vision, and how do you then need to craft what you're going after in terms of your strategic, you know, objectives to deliver that vision in terms of, and what, what role can digital enablement play in that space?
0: Okay. I understand. And then so looking into the future, what do you predict the shifts within the health and aged care landscape to look like over the next 12 months? And, and what role does digital play in all of that?
1: Yeah, so I, I think crystal balling a little bit, some of the, the last 12 months gives us a little eye into what's you know, going to continue to happen. And, and I think virtual care and care closer to home has been a large focus in the last 12 months, particularly in response to trying to you know, free up capacity for what We very luckily missed in terms of the wave of the pandemic, but we are seeing sort of an increased demand in that virtual health monitoring space since the outbreak of the pandemic. The demand for telehealth services has increased threefold in GP services. I think there's more than 7 million sort of MBS funded telehealth consultations in the first six weeks after the telehealth was expanded back in March. So for us, Telstra's virtual care business is sort of a secure telehealth platform and a range of virtual care solutions that allow hospital providers to think about how they provide care out of hospital monitoring pulse, temperature and blood pressure. And I think that's where we'll see more and more of that type of service being provided, which, you know, in essence, frees up capacity and capability for the acute sector to really manage the demand of some of those more acute patients. So we do see a significant growth in that, and I think we'll continue to see significant growth in virtual care and how do we get care closer to home. Using integrated at-home solutions with more role for active in-home monitoring, enabling tracking of vital signs and biometrics and being remotely monitored by healthcare teams that might be done from a virtual care and command centre. So that's probably one particular area. Another big area which will continue to evolve, I think, post-pandemic is around mental health. Globally, the pandemic has led to significant increases in levels of anxiety and stress and depression, obviously caused by the the uncertainty of the pandemic. With the pandemic, it's caused that disruption in the way that mental health services are delivered. So where people might have been able to go in and see a a psychologist, psychiatrist in person before, they're having to do those and have their services delivered in in a virtual setting, which changes the way, I suppose, that mental health services are, are delivered. So growth, we'll see growth in mental health delivery models. And mental health delivery models that are digitally enabled will continue to be expanded and grow in the next 12 months further. So I think one of the other areas is, as I said, you know, it's around electronic prescribing. In May this year, we sort of saw the first fully paperless script being prescribed in a GP consultation. And, and that was dispensed by the patient's local pharmacist and you know, the medicine handed to the patient or without the patient leaving home. When the COVID pandemic hit in Australia in in mid-March, electronic scripts recorded more than 575,000 prescriptions being dispensed in a single day. And this is a a record number for a single day and was 40% more than the usual average Monday in March. So since the paperless digital prescriptions token sort of commencement rollout in May, you know, we've had over a million digital prescriptions have been sent to patients via their SMS and email. And that includes new digital scripts being prescribed by medical practitioners as well as percentage of repeat scripts, you know, issued digitally by pharmacists.
0: Yeah, cool. I mean, there's a lot to look forward to there and a lot changing. So it's interesting to think about how the landscape will change in the future. Look, Chris, I'll put some more information in relation to Telstra Health and the new advisory services you guys are providing in the notes from this episode. I really look forward to learning more about what's happening with the business. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Pete. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to Talking Health Tech. My name is Peter Birch. Make sure you go check out our website for all our resources, including this podcast and the largest directory of technology solutions
1: available to Australian healthcare practitioners today. Until next time, I'm out of here.